My name is Kim, uh, Kim Wages, IG, Kim underscore Kaleidoscope. Uh, for those that know me, you know I'm, I'm a giver first before I take. Um, I've been in the industry for over about seven years collectively, whether it's warehousing combined with trucking. Uh, trucking independently is 12 years uh, in, re in reality. I'm an active CDL holder. I'm going to let that be known. Because I feel like that's a very important um, a very important part of the industry that's being missed. But, uh, but I strive to just educate people on being able to establish a system and a start that has a standard so you ain't got to like back up off of it and be like, oh, nah, I need to get caught up. Nah, we got to start you off with a standard from the get-go. Uh, so a lot of it is just mainly just want to infuse people with the knowledge that they need to be mechanically inclined, whether they are or not. I don't need you to turn a wrench, but I need you to find something. You know what I'm saying? I want to sharpen your eyes. I want to sharpen your wit. Um, and I know being an owner-operator of the past, I know that at some point in time, you stop lifting that hood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And when I see people understand that and get the comp concept of, I don't need to check that. Now nah, it's time for us to double back and, and revitalize this industry with what makes it like move smoothly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Efficient. Yeah. So so the first time I really came across, you know, what, what you were doing, you know, you were connecting with a lot of investors, mm -hmm. right? Like you said, a lot, a lot of people may not know nothing about getting under the hood mm -hmm. or really know about that part of it. How, how did you get into doing stuff like that, connecting with investors and, and helping them get there? Like you said, set them off with that solid foundation. I think it was uh, noticing the void, man. Um, the poison industry was portal. You know, everybody wanted to uh, learn how to invest in trucking, but nobody really wanted to learn how to keep it running. Um, so with that said, I was able to, I saw the void. You know, I was actively hiring drivers and actively firing drivers. So I see what an investor is going to eventually run into. And I tried to catch them before they get to that point of investing. Because I, I'd rather you know what you're getting into wholeheartedly before you blindside, get blindsided by a $40,000 bill that could have been avoided mm. just by your driver pulling over and looking at something. No doubt, no doubt. All right, well, let's, let's, let's get into the backstory a little bit, man. Let's talk about how you got to where you're at today. Um, tell me about coming up, man. Young, young Kim, you know, tell me, tell me all about it, brother. Man, Young Kim was a ruthless dude, bro. Mm. <laughs> they called me Kim Kim because it was two barrels between me, man. Like, I was Queens and I was Brooklyn. Mm. You know, um, being born in Queens and being raised in Brooklyn gives you a different type of cloth. You know what I mean? That that the average cat can't say. You know, you hear we're Brooklyn at in the clubs, you know, you like, are you gonna raise your hand now? What you gonna do? <laughs> you know, but you just you still you still support with pride because that's your brotherhood. Facts. Um, so just engulfing myself in at man, I'll be one hundred with you, man. My mom was a single mom, is a single mom at the point where we was like, we we all we have. You know, me and my older brother unique, um, Who's not here with us right now? But he's at he's he's Microsoft, man. He's big business. Okay. So we, we unique. That's, that's my motivation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly how you said. You no, no doubt. Um, so just being able to take from him and infuse my own, create my own little reality, it helped me understand. Like, all right, we got to stand on our own because we don't have a father figure that that is amountable to what we want to envision ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we had a lot of generational curses to break. You know what I mean? A lot of first times. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, everybody want to be the first time millionaire or the or the first time um, navigator of their family or their legacy. Um, that's what we pushed ourselves on, man. So to, to help you get a, a clear understanding, at 9 and 11, me and my brother's two years apart, we took the Shahada in, in Brooklyn, New York, and became Muslim. Okay. At 9 and 11, bro. Yeah. That's just a, that was a self-decision yeah. that we made. Uh, we didn't even consult our mom at the time because we were so gung-ho on this decision. We did it, and we kept it from her in the light of this is the growth that we needed. You know what I'm saying? How'd you know that you needed that growth? Where, where, where'd that come from? I mean, you know what I that mean? That come from wanting more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? When you want more. How'd you know you wanted more? Because a lot of times coming up in those type of environments, mm -hmm. 
you you see what you see. You know what yeah, I mean? Who 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 exactly. were you able to look to to say that? I saw the alternatives. The alternatives was my my Forbes family or my Forbes portion of my family in Queens doing whatever they was doing, to no result. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the the broken legacy of the Wages family, um, just not being able to bring things together as a unit. So we were seeing all these bad examples. Uh, when you see enough bad examples, you, you don't really need more. You just need enough to know that you gotta get to that next chapter by any means. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what we adopted and. It's, it's showing true and true indeed. So y'all did that together. So obviously mm -hmm. y'all had a, a, a tight bond yeah. as brothers. And that's you said y'all two years apart. Yep. And who's older? Uh, unique. 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 Yeah, that's a real brother. Brooklyn name too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he, unique. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah it's connected to y'all. Y'all know he yeah, out there. That's a fact. Uh -huh. When you say unique, I think I might know like three yeah, or four other uniques. You know what I'm saying? All right. So 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 continue, man. Continue um, the story. So yeah. So once we once we indoctrinate, indoctrinate, indoctrinated ourselves in the, uh, the Muslim likeness, it gives us a standard of being. Um, and then we just added on to it. You know, we started hanging around our elders. We started hanging around folks that was like 10 years older than us, 15 years older than us, just to be able to tap into a different frequency. Because everybody else was either, you know, blood, crip, all this other stuff. We ain't want, we, 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 we see it so much, it becomes like, ah. Right. It's like, it's like the new Jordans come out. Everybody going to the store, when you get them, you wear them. Like, oh yeah, he got them on. So they don't really have that same effect. Right. So right. we ain't want to wash and repeat. We wanted to actually distinguish ourselves. Um, and by doing so, my brother chose to go to DeVry, and that shit, that showed me like, oh shit, it, pardon my French, it yeah. ain't just some street stuff. Yeah. It's actually tapping into a whole nother, you know, air. like he's actually channeling his inner self that we haven't had any examples on. So I was like, all right, I'm down for the challenge too. Facts. So let me become something that I have no witness of. Mm. So everything you're seeing right now is one of one. Enough for me to be able to, you know, pay tribute to anybody that I encounter. All right, this is what you need. All right, cool. Here you go. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to. You can't be a giver if you ain't absorbing and consuming the things that you need to be able to give at full speed. Right. You know, what I mean, you'll be a, a tit for tatter. Yeah. You know, I give you this, but what you'll give me back. Right. You know what I mean, at some point in time, as a man, you got to realize: Are you a provider, or are you, you know, a win Dixie too? You know, type of dude. <laughs> like, you know, what you about? Right. Uh, so, wanting to be that provider that I, I became, it helped me understand, like, yo, emphasize the importance of who you are mm. as an individual first, and then you can help out other people as a clan. Um, so my mom moved from Brooklyn, moved us down to Georgia, we did some family stuff in Queens, and it was a beautiful beginning, man. Okay. It allowed me to decompress. Okay. You know what I mean? It allowed me to have the clarity that I needed to learn some more stuff, um, tap into aviation mechanics and all that stuff, where I met my brother, my, my business partner, uh, just working on planes. Like, where you see a kid coming from Brooklyn to Queens working on planes, kid? Like, that's, like, far-fetched. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless you unless you in a, 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 a corrections program and they're like, yo, go, go out there and sweep by the planes or something right. like that. But right. just being able to tap into different... Um, different knowledge bases allow me to challenge myself. Got you. So when you moved from, from Brooklyn to Georgia, how old are you? I was 15 turning 16. 15 turning 16. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're still in high school. I was still in high school. Broke my high school. Okay. East cool. Side Jody. Cool. So you so you graduate high school. Mm -hmm. And what happens next? Graduate high school. My dudes hit me with that pressure. Like, yo, <laughs> what you doing, boy? And I was like, yo, I got options. You know, you're doing the illegal stuff. You're doing the illegal stuff. What you do, what you gonna do? Was you still Kim Kim at this time? Yeah, I was. <laughs> okay. I was very, an accurate legend, bro. That's very disrespectful <laughs> in the A. You already know. All over East Side Gwinnett, yo. Um, so, man, it. She hit me with a, a tough question, and at the time, she was like, what you going to do? You either going to move out with all your sneakers, because that's all I had, boy. Big box of sneakers. <laughs> no, the whole room was number sneakers. Right. But uh, just being able to listen to her enough to be like, I got to make a decision, I started touring my options. I didn't want to do the college thing, because I was, I, was, I was one of those cats that I don't want to do the debt, you know? Um, so I said, I need to do a trade. And at the time, my dad was telling me a lot of stuff about learning as much trades as I can learn so that I would never have to work for somebody. 
and I can emphasize on my capabilities as an individual. Uh, that was what he was telling me why he, why he was in the system. Okay. Uh, so I just I just piggybacked off of it, and I was sitting on the couch. How they say it on the other commercial? Oh, you tired of sitting on the couch? You want to be some of yourself? Right, right, right. And the aviation commercial came across the TV, and I was like, "Yo, this is it." Okay. So I jumped up and went to went to work on planes. All right. So tell me about that experience, man. Working on oh, planes. Man, that was a hell of a experience. Um, it was educational, and it was it was it was it was a reset. Um, that was where the Kim dropped off and it just became Kim. Because mm. I was like, okay, this is big boy lead. Um, I'm touching things that comes with a high amount of accountability. Um, if, you, if, you, if you touch, if you're the last person that signed off on the plane and that plane goes down, they coming back to you. And they're going to mess up your day for like 60 days straight. They're going to, they the, the, um, what they call them? The aircraft uh, inspection? FAA is going to inspect you to the point where you have nothing left. Wow. And you may not have been the person that messed up that last boat. But knowing you had that much liability attached to just your endeavor, I was like, I can't do that. Right. So I, I literally got to the last portion. I got my ailerons, and I was going to take the test for my power plant. And I, I got hit with so much anxiety and the overwhelmingness. I was just like, I can't do this. I, I was the first thing and the last thing I ever quit. So so you were actually inspecting the planes to be able to do what? To to To, to take off. To take off. Inspecting and working on them. You was putting them together. That's huge pressure. Like, it was, yo. For, I always, for a wondered, I always wonder about, wondered about who those guys were because yeah. they're like the most important guys. Guys in the monkey suits, yo. <laughs> yeah. The guys in the monkey suits. Yeah. 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 And it's a lot of a lot of pressure for a 19-year-old like right. that didn't have a true father figure still. Right. So I'm still itemizing. Somebody in my life, my timeline probably could have helped me come over, come over that anxiety had I been vocal about it. But you're still trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, and 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 it, and it makes sense now when I look at you because that's probably where your attention to detail mm -hmm. and everything really I started. I completely agree. Because man, you talk about having to pay attention. Yeah, this is a plane yeah. carrying pay attention to pay people. your life. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. So you said you were gonna take a test, and you said I was. Yeah, I was getting ready. And to that take, was to do what? That was that was to get my completed certification. Okay, you got to take the aileron and the power plant test. I already passed the aileron uh, part. That's like the the, the fuselage and working on the uh, components of the not any, anything but the engine. Okay. Um, I was ready to take the power plant in a plane, man. A two seater Cessna came and landed well, right after we was coming from break, and that plane landed, and then it stopped at the end of the tarmac and it bottomed out. And, the, and the, yo, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. It bottomed out, and when I saw it, I was like, yo, that ain't supposed to do that. Mm. Next thing I know, you see a whole bunch of police and a whole bunch of fire fire department, and everybody coming to the to the uh, Briscoe Field. That's where it was at in uh, Lawrenceville. And next thing I know, I see the guy in the monkey suit getting hauled off in his in his handcuffs. And I'm like, dang. And I'm wearing a monkey suit too. And at, at the time, get ready to go take wow. a test. So I'm like, wait, what's he going to jail for? And then so I got the inquiring and asking the instructors, like, yo, he was, you know, the last guy that inspected and the last person that certified that plane to take off a flight. So they literally interrupted his whole day. And his whole reality, just from that one moment, I was like, damn, I was like, am I ready for that? And I, you know, yo, if you've never been in the back of a police car, you've never been in a prison yeah. or in a jail or none of that, you ain't trying to see that. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. as much bull crap I might have been in my childhood, I've never seen the back of a police car or a prison. And that right there was like, I, I don't know if I want to start now. Right. You know? <laughs> if you're twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.